Today, I have chosen the case of a serial killer. His murders lived and consisted in the state of Louisiana from 1997 to 2006. Over the span of those nine years, he has, he has confessed to raping and killing at least 23 men and boys ranging in the ages of 16 and 46. This is the case of Ronald Dominique, a.k.a. the Bayou Serial Killer. Today's trigger warnings are murder and rape. Good morning, America. I'm here with the number one student barber in the county. Stop. Alyssa. And I'm here with, she got her eyelashes in so she thinks she's a bad bitch. <laughs> Co-host, Christina. Thank you. I always mm. say thank you. Yeah, weirdo. <laughs> Anyways, today we, today we have um, a serial killer in Louisiana. Mm. Right next to us, yeah. Right across the door, like your neighbor, because Louisiana, Louisiana, la la la, Louisiana is our neighbors. Mm -hmm. So it's like next door. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, sorry. Okay, we're just gonna get into it. Okay, go ahead. Ronald Dominique was born on January ninth, nineteen sixty four, in Thibodeau, Louisiana. It's in the very south of Louisiana and about an hour west of New Orleans. He didn't grow up with money as he and his parents lived in the city outskirts in a trailer park with his older sibling. He graduated high school in 1983, but growing up he was target of bullying because he was like a a big kid, right? Mm -hmm. Like thick? Yeah. Or just tall? Thick. Okay. He had a hard time making friends, lack of communication skills, and... Like he said, his most noticeable and unforgettable feature was his weight. So he was a big dude. Mm -hmm. He had found out in his high school years that he was gay. So he was being seen going into gay bars. Mm -hmm. And that's when his peers would start to bully him for his sexuality. He was going to bars in high school? Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, he then entered the Nichols State University, which is located in the city he was born and since he did drop out, he didn't have a super big paying job. So he couldn't keep a job for his issues that he had. Which was, So he was just basically depending on his mom and his older sister for money and a place to live. He was living on his... This was after he graduated high school? Or he didn't graduate high school at all? No, he did. He just dropped out of college. Okay. But he couldn't maintain a job. Oh. So he was depending on his mom and his sister, basically. That's his only sibling was his sister, right? Because yeah. you only... Okay. He was living on his sister's property with, on, like, an RV type of thing out on her lawn. Mm -hmm. And he wasn't married and didn't have any kids, so he had a bunch of free time on his hands. Mm -hmm. How old was he? In his mid-20s. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. um, before he committed his murders, he did have a criminal history. His first was June 12, 1985. He was arrested and charged with telephone harassment which is like a obscene phone call where a person uses foul language to the other person. So it cusses them out or like... Yeah, or like a sexual kind of language. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like sexual harassment through the phone. Mm -hmm. Okay. He pleaded guilty and paid a $74 fine and some court costs. Why not $75? Mm -hmm. Why 74 I don't know. 
Why couldn't they just round it up? They like even numbers. You're right. Mm -hmm. I guess. Mm -hmm. 74 is a good number. I guess. Okay. 73 sounds better. Mm, 72. 72 is a hit. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And then on May 15th, 1994, he was arrested and charged with driving while intoxicated and speeding. And then this is when he starts to... Spiral out of control. Yes. Get into his Let little the bodies hit the flow. Mm-hmm. On August 25th, 1996, a partially dressed young man was seen escaping from a window on Dominique's home, screaming and yelling that he had tried to rape and kill him. He was soon arrested and bail was set at $100,000. But when the case was transferred to the court, they were unable to locate the victim or find his identity. So the case was dismissed in November <clears throat> of that year. Damn. So how old is he now? He moved up to his 30s. Okay. Yeah. He grew up. He did grow up. Not really grew up. Physically, he grew up. Mentally, he's spiraling. Yeah. Um, after that thing happened, that's when he became, began his killing spree. They were like- He said, no more. There's like <laughs> um, 10 different- He just kind of like moved all over Louisiana- so there's like ten different places where he killed these men, but I'm not gonna say in Louisiana. Him. Yeah. Okay. But I'm not gonna say them all because it's kind of confusing, and I'm scared to mispronounce them. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Okay. So just overall, he he went on a killing spree. Yeah, he's a serial killer. Okay. Okay. So here's when we start. July of 1997, St. Charles Parish, Louisiana. 19-year-old David Mitchell was hitchhiking home from a family celebration when he disappeared. His body was later found in a ditch alongside a highway. And whenever they had found the body, he had his lower half of his clothing pulled down to his ankles. And the autopsy had discovered water in his lungs and was initially ruled as an accidental drowning. Mm -hmm. Um, His family soon came out saying their son was a great swimmer and the water in the ditch was really low. So there was no way he could have drowned. But... It was said that he had to be murdered. There were also no traces of physical trauma to his body. And years later, whenever Dominique was arrested and confessed and started spilling about his murders, the relatives of Mitchell denied that he was having trouble with anything. They were denying that he was gay, had any type of drug addiction, or any money troubles. Because the main people that this dude was targeting were the people with drug addictions and just homeless people. Basically, people who don't have family, you know, mm-hmm. people, yeah. And the way he was laying the bodies out and just discarding them were he was leaving them out in the open. He was, like, leaving them in places that he knew people would see the next day. He wasn't like easy to find. Yeah, he wasn't making them hard to find. Okay. Um, It was like he wanted to get caught. Mm-hmm. Not all of his victims were gay because only some were just homeless and drug addicts. He was just trying to kill for the kill at yeah. times. But he did, some of his victims he found at the bars that he was going to. Oh, okay. Just like this next dude. Like he, they were just too drunk or? No, he was like, hey, you want to go somewhere? Oh, yeah. Okay. And December of that same year, 1997, six miles away, 20-year-old Gary Pierre, who he had strangled and murdered and left in a trash dumpster fully clothed and nothing in his system. What do you mean by his stomach was empty? I didn't say his stomach was empty. I mean, his insides were empty. 
I didn't say that. Can you go back up? <laughs> you said something about being empty. There was nothing in his system. Oh, like like drugs, like right? drugs or alcohol. Okay, I thought you, mean, I thought you meant like he had nothing in his system. He didn't eat anything or something. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, maybe but, someone else out there thought that too. Okay. It's not just me. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Um, the next year, July 1998, five miles away from the last killing, 38-year-old Larry Ranson, who was a drug addicted and the first victim that Dominique had used bondage on, which is like tying them up, mm-hmm. like in a sexual way, mm-hmm. like tying the parts of a person's body so they can't move in order to not escape get, either, get or give pleasure. So, yeah. They can't do that? No. Um, okay. Let me read it again. Um, under control, but sexually. It means tying parts of a person's body so they cannot move in order to get oh. pleasure. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Tie them so you can rape them, basically. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But either way, he was like, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They maybe not know it, but he, he knew, knew what, what the he fuck was he was doing. doing. Yeah. yeah. And... The following year, in early October 1998, Dominique met 27-year-old Oliver LeBanks in a bar. After speaking for a while, LeBanks had offered services to him in exchange for some cash, and he agreed. Dominique was had told him that we could go to my truck, it's right outside, but they ended up walking a pretty far distance. And LeBanks was, at this time, starting to get kind of like worried because mm-hmm. they were going pretty far. They eventually go in the truck, and once being in there for a while, Dominique eventually beat and strangled him in the back of his vehicle. LeBanks was later disposed and found on the outskirts of town. They had ran the autopsy on LeBanks and found traces of semen that belonged to Dominique on his body, but wasn't tracked down because he was not in the system yet. LeBanks was a former... Like, dr- what do you mean he's not in the system? Because didn't he do a bunch of... That's what I was thinking. He did a bunch of crime and stuff. Because he did the other stuff. But, but maybe his bodily fluids and, like, Blood and shit, handprints, DNA. Well, no, they handprint as soon as you get in the prison. Like a fingerprint, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. but they didn't catch them. Maybe they didn't have DNA like that in the back in the day. Maybe. LeBanks was a former drug addict and the father of five. His relatives had stated that he had only been in that lifestyle where he would exchange the services for money for barely any time before he was murdered. Mm-hmm. Like he was just trying to make some money, but. And then that happened. In October of 1998, 16-year-old Joseph Brown was found strangled and beaten. Dominique had supposedly lured him in to share some cocaine. Where after they had shared it and did it, Dominique had beaten Joseph several times in the head and then strangled him with a plastic bag. Imagine being on a cocaine trip and you getting beaten up. Like, how scared would you be? Maybe he didn't feel any pain. Maybe. Right, because you like get a adrenaline rush, and you don't. Whenever you like have a bunch of adrenaline, you don't feel anything. Well, doesn't cocaine chill out stuff your 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 body? I think that's weed. No, people like be crackhead, but people be like taking cocaine to. I don't know to turn up. I don't know. I don't know turn drugs up like an adrenaline thing. Okay, yeah. go ahead. I don't know. Neither do I. Yeah. (laughs) 
Late November of 1998, 18-year-old Bruce Willis had ran into Dominique on similar circumstances, but he was only suffocated, not beaten. Who was? Bruce Willis. That was it? He was, like, just suffocated? He just suffocated him. Like, he lured him in somewhere? Yeah. Lured him in. Similar circumstances, but he only suffocated him. He didn't beat him up. Okay. Yeah. There were many traces of DNA found at the scenes, such as semen and hair, but he was not in the system, so his killing spree just kept going. So would they collect all this into one thing? They would find it and collect it. Um, He did stop, I guess, for six months. And then started up again in the summer of 1999. Um, you know why? What? <laughs> no, I'm asking you, oh. like, do you know why he stopped for six months? No. Oh. It just says he stopped for six months. He needed to take a mental break. <laughs> yeah. He said it was too much. Mm-hmm. May of 1999, 21-year-old Manuel Reed had offered to sell Dominique drugs and was let inside his truck where he was eventually raped, strangled, and later dumped his body his body into a dumpster. Traces, again, traces of semen were found, but was not connected to anyone. So he, they were collecting a lot of this yeah, shit. Yeah, but they weren't, I guess, I don't know. I don't know how he wasn't in the system because mm-hmm. of the thing, but... Because just like back in the day, they could only do fingerprints. And they couldn't... I think it was they... It's not yet... Like a Technology thing. Technology-wise? Yeah. Maybe. Because I think it was like pretty recent that they could connect. What what year was this? Nineteen ninety nine. <gasps> Birth year. <laughs> <laughs> a month later, twenty one year old ho- uh, quotation hobo Angel Mejia, who fell victim to Dominique. Dominique had tied him up with a rope, did his thing, and tried to dump him in a dumpster, but saw it was full and threw him on the street. It was later found that the victim and the some past two victims all knew each other and lived in the same area. Yeah, pretty close to each other. Mm. And that's in the same area as him? Or is he traveling to these places? No, these are like, I mean, they're like, they're called parishes, which are kind of like counties. Mm-hmm. But in Louisiana? Yeah. Hey, you know there's a difference between a hobo and, um, what's the other word? A bum. Yeah. yeah there's right? three types. A hobo, a tramp, and a bum. Okay. You know the difference between all of them? A hobo is a guy. No, a, a what's the last one? A hobo, a tramp, and a bum. A bum, it moves around like a nomad. I always remember that, that word in history class, a nomad. Okay, tell me what they are then. Okay, I got you. A hobo is someone who travels and is willing to work. Okay. A tramp travels but avoids work if possible. And a bum neither travels nor works. So is a person, everybody, a bum? Since they're willing to travel and they're willing to work? No, a bum is someone who doesn't want to travel or doesn't want to work. Wait, which one is will travel and will work? A hobo. So everybody's a hobo. Everybody will, not everybody, but not. some people will travel to for work. Yeah. You're a hobo and you're a hobo. I mean, everybody's a hobo. I'm pretty sure it's like homeless kind of hobo. Okay. Different Sorry. kind of homeless people. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that education. <laughs> of course. I guess it'd be like that. I guess. But <laughs> anyways, um, August of 1999, 34-year-old Mitchell Johnson was offered a trade of drugs for services. Mm-hmm. And he was later found tied up, raped, and strangled. God damn, what number are we on? And his body was fully nude. 
girl, like one, two, three. And he's still not got caught. These Six, cops seven, is not eight, that good. Eight. Eight people right now. Shit. In a span of how many years? Not even. Not even. Like 10. Not even. Like. No, this is like. Three? Damn. Three or four? Damn. Um, He goes again a couple months without killing one. Anybody? And then he comes back again January of 2000. He said, Happy New Year. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) 23-year-old Michael Vincent had been dumped on a barbed wire fence, strangled with marks on his wrist, indication he was tied up with a rope. His body was found 40 miles away from his last victim. So he's traveling. Yeah. Yeah, starting to go out different places. Okay. And then he didn't kill again until October of 2002. Uh, so a year later? Yeah, about maybe two. Damn, took another break. He's a yeah. little harsh one. Um, Early October, 20-year-old Kenneth Randolph Jr. Uh, fell victim, which, I mean, this one I was fine with whenever I read it. Mm-hmm. I was fine with this one because um, Randolph was a, three-time prosecuted child molester oh yeah and i tried to like go into deep like finding out what what he did he actually did but Uh i couldn't there's nothing on him and he was barely 20 years old three three times but he killed him no he's just a child molester this dude yeah i know but dominic killed him he killed him he said he had to go to good he had to do a good deed for the world yeah he had to give back to his community after all some time yeah, it took some time. He had to turn his hey, he had to turn his life around for that one moment. Mm-hmm. He said it wasn't good enough though. <laughs> um, he had lured him into his trailer, saying there was a girl wanting to have sex with him. You're lying. And then he was then he attacked him and murdered him. He took the body outside the city into a field where he was found partially naked a couple days later. It's kind of karma, but it is karma, right? Mm-hmm. That same October month, he met 26 year old petty criminal Anoka Jones. He attacked What's Jones. What's a no good Jones? No, that's his name. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what's his name? Anoka. A- oh. A-N-O-K-A. I thought, said, I, I thought you said a no good Jones. I'm like, what the hell is a good? <laughs> that was a no good Jones. That was funny. <laughs> um, He attacked Jones, tied him up, raped, and strangled him. His body was found several hours later under a highway overpass. He don't give a fuck where he, he dropping He does not. Him. I don't know how. I mean, the cops ain't getting him. Like, mm-hmm. it's being kind of lucky right now. Yeah. Um. In the end of 2002, like I said, he wasn't independent. He was living on his sister's property mm-hmm. with, in an RV. So at the end of 2002, he and his sister had moved to a different community called the Bayou Blue. He found himself a job as a specialist who checked electricity levels at a local power supply, which unfortunately allowed him to travel from time to time. Ooh. hmm Are you going to be able to give us, like, a map and, like, a dot of where he put these bodies? Yeah, so we I could, can. Like, a give, a, like, a radius of where he was killing? Like, I- where he lived, the radius, and, like, you know, things like that. Um, I think I have a map. Where I have the different parishes and then the names written of who was found there. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um. So around that time where he, he had moved with his sister, um, he had killed 19-year-old Dottrell Woods, dumping him and his bike in a field. His body was not found until the following year on May 24, 2003. His body didn't get found for a year? Mm-hmm. 
well, this was the so at the end of two thousand two was when he moved, and his body wasn't found until two thousand three. So like five months. His body had to have been badly decomposed. Yeah, his body was found decomposed and partially naked. How were they gonna? Wait, they determined his cause of death was asphyxiation, mm-hmm. which is being deprived of oxygen, like choking. I mean, yeah. like. Grab yeah. by the neck or whatever. So regulation like, causes someone to become unconscious but or kills him. Five months decomp. That's how do they even know? Like he was naked. Isn't it just bones at that point? I mean, I'm pretty sure. The, I mean, the clothes aren't going to fade away. I mean, yeah, but they can get over time. Well, it's only five months. Yeah. But I guess you can see where the bones were. That's crazy, right? Um, uh, before Dominique had confessed to strangling him, they believed it was accidental in nature because Woods was known to have asthma. So they oh. thought it was an accident, but mm-hmm. then he confessed and said, I strangled him. Yeah. I guess he could have gone away with that one. Mm-hmm. No, he said he's collecting them all. <laughs> um, So at this time, Ronald Dominique has killed about 11 people from 1997 to this part of the timeline, 2003. Mm-hmm. Still, like, that's a long, yeah. that's a lot of years, though. No right. cap. And he um, put them in plain sight, like... He should have been caught already. So there's kind of two reasons for this, that he's not caught yet. I know why. So the first one was, I mean, because he he wasn't in the system. So uh-huh. all his hair and DNA shit was not. Except for his fucking fingerprints, yeah. which don't make no sense. I don't know. Right? Hmm. And the second is kind of the big one. Because at the same time, Dominique was being a serial killer. Mm-hmm. There were also two other ones. Who were also pretty. What was their names? I'll give you five bucks if you know. Okay, 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 okay. okay. Run. It was a guy, and he was a big guy. I need the names, not a description. I need a name. No, but he would take the girl, the 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 prostitutes or the women off the street, and take them into his house, and then uh, rape them. He was. I don't. It was a Baton Rouge killer. That's I'll take you to Cherryberry if you get the names. The Baton Rouge Killer. No, I need... No! I need names. I don't know. Give me them. Okay, the first one, Derek Todley. Derek Todley, <laughs> yes. And he took the women into his house, right? And He, he was would, known as a Baton Rouge serial killer. Yes. From, he would take... And he... They hired a, um, like a prostitute to go in and, like, give oh, them like into... Yes, but she ended up... Not she, listening to died? them. And yes, she died because she didn't listen to them. She went, she wanted more evidence. So she got back in the car when they weren't like, mm-hmm. like watching her. Mm-hmm. She went to his house and I think she, she ended up being killed by him. Yeah, that that's Damn. crazy. Yeah. Um, and well, he did it all with his family in his house. Yeah. And even like, I think his sister or one of his siblings knocked on the door and everything. Yeah, that was crazy. a crazy one. Um, his, Who, who's the other one? His, wait, his. His killing was from 1992 to 2003. Damn. Overlapping. Yes. Um, He had killed, Derek Todley had killed between 7 to 11 victims, attempted four murders, but unsuccessful, Mm -hmm. and three that he assaulted and one he stalked. And he died in prison in 2016. Derek Todley? Mm -hmm. Do you know the other one? Isn't it, is that the clown killer? The clown one? I don't know. I didn't really get into detail with this, but um, and I don't like listening to big serial killer cases. I don't know why. 
I get kind of scared. Oh. Um, can you give me like a little hint? Um, was it not the clown killer? He's white. John Wayne Gacy. No. Okay. <laughs> okay. Just tell me. Sean Gillis. Oh, I don't know. No. His his thing was from 1994 to 2000, 2004. He had killed eight women, which he also raped. He practiced cannibalism. Oh, God. Necrophilia. And, and right now, as we're doing this episode, the big, big, big thing right now is... um. And he also stopped. Oh, Jeffrey Dahmer. The oh, Jeffrey Dahmer no. show? I mean, the Jeffrey, Jeffrey Dahmer. Well, yeah, show, right? The Netflix thing? Yeah. Yeah. When did he start killing? I don't know. Because 1980s and 1990s was big It on. had to be like 70s, 80s because of the way he looks, like the glasses and his mm-hmm. hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that timeline was crazy. Right? Mm-mm. Uh, so the thing is, these two men were going around killing these girls and women while Dominic was killing gays, homeless people, and drug addicts. And you know what? I bet they wasn't caring either. Exactly. So because they're gay. Because the, the news would come out, you know, okay. If you had two newspapers, like, mm-hmm. would you rather pick up a newspaper of a homeless guy being killed or some pretty girl being killed? Like, which one would you pay more attention to? Well, me personally, I would do both because, like, oh, my God, a serial killer. Yeah. But, but like, like, any other person would probably do the, the girl. Right? Yeah. So, I'm, like, so the TV and the news were showing these girls being killed mm-hmm. and not these other it guys. overlooked. So, that's why he was kind of getting away with these because he was killing people that nobody really cared about. Yeah. And they didn't have families and stuff. I mean, they did, but, you know. Yeah. So, he was basically flying under the radar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think he knew what he was doing. He knew what the fuck he was doing. Right. He planned it. Well, he didn't plan it. Well, he planned it, but he didn't plan it. Yeah. Um. Fast forward to October 2004. Dominique lured 46-year-old Larry Matthews. Oh, why did he get, <laughs> why did he get a little bit older there? Wait, how old is he now? 2004, 6, 7, 8, 9, 40s. I thought he was going to say 90. I said, baby, uh-uh. He's in his 40s. So why is he, why he luring a 40-year-old now? I thought he was into the young people. It's like from 16 to 46. I mean, um, yeah. Okay, and they're all just guys? Yeah. Okay. Um, He had lured Larry Matthews with a deal of drugs in return. During his time over at Dominique's, Matthews experienced an overdose and loss in consciousness, which allowed Dominique to rape and strangle and dump his body 20 miles away from his place. Um, Matthews never had a file reported on him. That he was missing because he was homeless, but when his body was found, his identity would be found with his fingerprints. Not Dominique's fingerprints. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They identified uh-huh. him, yeah. Um, Dominique's next victim would be murdered and found within the same month. He was 21-year-old Michael Barnett. He was his first, I think, his first and only white victim. What was his other victims? They're all African-American. Okay. On February of 2005, he was an alcoholic and was a companion to two previous victims of Dominique's. So, I so guess he's he, going around like a friend group. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, two months passed, and in April, 31-year-old homeless man August Watkins falls victim. When they found this guy's body, they began to realize that the murders that were happening were very similar and like oh they're the matter, catching on yeah and the matter that they were being killed so they handed the case over to the fbi but the way he became a victim was he lured he was lured into dominique's truck with the promise of having a place to stay for the night he was given alcohol and was told if he wanted 
there was a female acquaintance willing to have sex with him, but he was tied up, raped, and strangled. Days passed, and he went out and killed 23-year-old Kirk Cunningham. What number is he on? 16, 17? Damn. He's getting there. So I guess it took him about eight years to figure out there was another serial killer out on the streets. Mm -hmm. The other two were caught by then or no? Or you don't know? Um, Yeah, right? Or no? 2005 was his recent ones. Uh And then the... Yes, the other two were caught already. Okay, so they have time to to figure it out that it it could have come they probably were confused that maybe the other two were doing those yeah but the other two were girls okay this one's a whole different yeah um these next two were killed right before the hit of hurricane katrina i was fixing to ask you about that shit i was like when is this hurricane because i knew it was coming and i knew it would disrupt him Mm -hmm. um well it swept louisiana in late august and in the, I think in the end of July, he murdered 28-year-old Alonzo Hogan by luring him in to have sex with one of his female friends. And they determined he was raped before he had died. And then later he had killed 17-year-old Wayne Smith using the same tactic. But his body had no traces of semen because of how decomposed he was from being discarded in a canal. How long ago? I mean, how long was he? Did- this- oh, well... That one this guy was within the same like time of Hurricane Katrina, so I guess like any anything that was on them was kind of like washed. washed away. So their bodies stayed there though. Mm-hmm. But well, okay, the first dude was like end of July, early August. The next dude was like I think like a week after Katrina had hit. Oh, oh, he killed him after the week. Mm-hmm. Damn, not even a hurricane could stop this fool. Yeah. Shit. And then again, after he said, Oh, y'all's houses are torn down? Well, here's a fucking body to deal with. <laughs> Shit. And then again, he took 40 year old Chris DeVille, who was out hitchhiking. He dumped his body out in a field, and his skeletal remains were found in October. And the family was able to identify because there were ID cards and other belongings next to his body. <gasps> yeah. And then the following month, November God 2005, 21-year-old Nicholas Pellegrin was murdered. With this case, Pellegrin's family had believed that he was murdered because of a drug money situation. Mm-hmm. They claimed he had borrowed $400 from a drug dealer, missed payday, and was receiving death threats, which caused him to be murdered. So they, they didn't. They Think. thought it was a murder, drug-related murder. Okay. Even the police thought that too, or? Yeah, because the family had told him about oh. his situation. Okay. And finally, the last confirmed victim was 27-year-old Chris F- Christopher Sutterfield. They had met summer of 2006, and Sue began dating on October 14, 2006. Who began dating? Who been what? The big boy. Skirt? Yeah. He started, wait, he started dating this guy? He started dating. Yeah. Okay. Um, On October 14, 2006, Dominique and Sutterfield were out on a date when Sutterfield was hit on the head with a heavy object. Damn, I'm gonna making do him, that to his boyfriend? Making him lose consciousness when his body... How, wait, how long were they together for? Uh, a couple months, because they started dating in the summer, mm-hmm. and then this was ha- happened in October. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, when his body was found, family and friends had confirmed seeing him with the man in the black SUV. Oh, but, here he is. He's getting caught, my boy. But were unable oh, no. to describe Dominique. Ugh. Yeah, I guess I never met him. Mm-hmm. So. Of course not. Um, He's not going to. He's got a plan. 
He can't meet the family. Yes. Um, with the next and final attempt at the next victim, he was finally caught. How? Tell me it all. Okay. So this guy's name was Ricky Wallace. Wallace was walking down the street when a white man in a pickup truck approached him and lured him in to have sex with him and another woman. Wallace was told that the woman Dominique was speaking of was a family member and she was a victim of abuse <laughs> and said she was afraid of men but was willing to pay him for sex. It was said what to believe fuck? it was said to believe Dominique used his niece's photograph to <gasps> trick other men as well, saying it was his wife and she wants to have sex with you. It's kind of like a hey, this is my wife. She wants to have sex with you. Do you want to come? Yeah. Um, so Wallace hopped into the truck and Dominique drove him to his trailer. They both went inside and Dominique said, before the girl comes in, I have to tie you up because he had said that she's afraid of men, mm-hmm. which was a trick. Wallace, um, Wallace was like, you're not tying me up. You know, you're going to take me back to where you picked me up because he's mm-hmm. kind of freaked out. And Dominique had felt the only way he could become sexual or intimate was by holding them down, tying them up, and, or at gunpoint, and just forcing himself onto him. Uh, since Wallace didn't want to be tied up, he eventually took the person. He eventually Dominique had took him back to where he got him from, and he had gone to police, and they were able to. Like, they he let him go. He let him go, and that's how he got caught. Mm-hmm. He later had gone to police, and he was able to identify Dominique and show where the trailer was and where he had taken him at. Dominique was then taken and questioned by police, and while at the station, he agreed to give a blood sample. This Uh-oh. led to his DNA matching to all the evidence that was discovered Damn. at the scene, such as the semen and everything else. This led Dominique being arrested on December 1st of 2006 in a homeless shelter. And he had left his sister's house because he knew he was going to get caught soon and he didn't want it to bother her. Whenever he was arrested and taken to the police station, he was super like cooperative and basically confessed to all 23 murders. Mm-hmm. He described them in ways that only officers and the person who committed the murders would know. Um, He would, Ronald Dominique accepted the plea bargain and was found guilty on all charges and was sentenced to several life imprisonment terms without the possibility of parole. He in that thing. He in that thing. Um, At one point, I don't know which murder it was, but he was a a suspect and the police had put him on surveillance. Mm Mm-hmm. But he didn't look like the serial killer kind. Um, so he, And they just saw he would just go home, go to work. So and there wasn't anything. Can I see a picture? Oh, you want to see a picture of him? Yes. Okay. Um, He kind of looks like, uh, <laughs> you know that McDonald's documentary? The one the, where the, the guy super eats? The me? Uh-huh. Yeah, he looks like that. Like, like the guy? The afterwards. He got fat. I never watched any. It disgusted me. Oh, that's what he kind of looks like. Ew, he looks like a thumb. <laughs> like the guy and the thing that was my kids. The thumb. The thumb. You never I've watched, never watched Spy Kids. Oh my God. Well, the Spy Kids, they're in the, I don't, I don't, I don't know. But the thumb guys, it's literally a thumb, thumb, thumb. It's like Patrick Star, but thumbs as their endings. And they're a thumb head. <laughs> wow. I remember, like, Gruesome talking. I remember Gruesome saying something about that guy, like, that he was so ugly. 
<laughs> I get kind of scared talking about serial killers like that. Why? Like people who murder because what if they get out of jail and then like, oh, oh my, my god, god, they're not listening to your they'd podcast. Like, they'll be like, oh my god, what if they search their name up and they'll be like, oh my god, these these girls are talking about me. Let me go kill them. We'll bring it on, sister. That's what I'd be scared of. They ain't finna get out. <laughs> Shit. Okay, they could break out. Mm-mm. This um, ain't prison break, baby. Um. So to tie it all up, he started raping and murdering these men in 1997, in which he was 33 at the time. And he was caught and arrested in 2006 at 42 years old, confessing to killing 23 men in the nine-year period. His main motive was actually just rape, but he didn't want to go back to jail for rape, so he ended up killing them. Wait, what? So remember the first time? Whenever he was on that $100,000 bond thing, uh-huh. and they couldn't identify the victim, so uh-huh. they had let him go. He didn't want to go back for rape, so he just killed them. Oh, he didn't want to let them go. No, like, he didn't want to be charged for rape, so uh-huh. he killed them. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, he would rape them. He didn't want them. Okay. That's what I'm saying. He wouldn't let them go, so he killed them because he didn't want to be. Well, why didn't he want to be charged with yeah. rape? He did it. I know, right? So I said he didn't want to be charged. He wanted. He didn't want to go back to jail for rape, so he ended up killing them. You know why? So I guess he wanted the title of being the murderer, not a rapist, because he was gonna get his ass in jail, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. If he, the the younger younger he got, like the kids wise, like who he would mess with, younger people, the more people are gonna get him in jail. Mm-hmm. Um, he still is alive. He's right like, now. Yeah, he's like fifty six right now, and he's in the Louisiana State Penitentiary. Penitentiary. Whoa, he's still alive. He's still alive. You know what he looks like now or no? No. That'd be cool if you could look one up though. Do you want to go visit him? No. Okay. I don't want to see that dumbass head boy. We're not his his profile. I mean, we could be, but what? We're not his profile. What do you mean his profile? We're not what he wants. Oh, yeah. You're right, but he's in jail, so. Yeah. You know what's crazy? That would you go, um, if, okay, if you say you live in the 70s or 80s or 90s, would you go hijack? Hitchhiking? Yes. Because that was so common. Like, I don't know how people right? do that like, shit. Right, like, it was so, like, it was just normal. Like, a stranger danger. Mm-hmm. I remember watching them, them, um, them, um, commercials or the things in school about stranger danger no i know i guess they started that all because of the serial killers and stuff through the 70s and 80s if you want us to cover those other serial killers let us know we might because i feel like you would be interested in the Derek tolly one because you kind of was interested in that one. Oh yeah maybe, maybe I'll do he was it crazy but I, I didn't ever hear about the other one this one no or the other one I don't think I heard that much about. I seen Sean him. Sean Gillis. Yeah, yeah. I, I I probably have heard of him, but I just I've don't. Heard of him. I heard of both of them, and not this one. Hmm. We hope y'all enjoyed this one. We've our other ones were like testers. We were testing the waters and getting adjusted to different things, different styles, and just getting adjusted to this whole thing. Yes, because it's harder than you think. Yeah, and then our schedules, working with our schedules, and. But if you like this one, leave a review, please. Mm-hmm. Like it, rate it, share, share it, it, do whatever you got to do. And more episodes like this will come. 
Um, we won't be here. We oh, yes. We'll be dropping an episode next week. We are going to New York City. The Big Apple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So excited. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Well, we hope you enjoyed the episode today and tune back in around, <laughs> not, not next week, but the following week after that. All right, guys. Bye. Bye. Till next time. Yes, till next next time. Bye. And as Kylie Jenner would say, rise and shine. But we say it's crime time. Because this, this is Good Morning America. America.